Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Now it's time for Market View. I'm Elliot Danker together with Chua Tian Tian. We've got quite a few things to talk about. The U.S. debt ceiling for one of it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about financial stocks in China. But first, Tian Tian, give us a quick recap of how we started the day. Right, Elliot. So Singapore stocks dipped today as investors anticipated key U.S. inflation data to be released later this week. So in early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.4% to 3,246 points, some 50 million securities traded across the broader market. Now, after the closing numbers, the STI closed down 0.45%. We are looking at 3,242 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 925 million Sing dollars. Now, gainers trailed losers 250 versus 315. Top advances, Jardin Cycle and Carriage, Vertex Spec and Plato Capital. Top decliners, Venture Corp, JMH USD, and New Incorporation USD. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we have SIA Engineering Company, the aircraft engineering and maintenance provider, reporting there a 20.4% year-on-year drop in net profit to some 33.9 million Sing dollars for second half ended March. Now, elsewhere, softening imports in China and a rally in financial stocks weighed on markets. Investors continue to mount the Fed's survey of bank loan offices. Now, the US U.S. debt ceiling standoff also on the top of minds of investors. Now, so for more market moves and views, uh, we are joined by Jeremy Tan, CEO of Tiger Fund Management. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Okay, and Jeremy, let's start with the usuals. How did the STI close today? Yes, if you look at the STI, uh, it's actually post negative today, down by about 0.45%. And this is on the back of a uh, weakness of uh, Asian markets. We have seen weakness across, uh, you know, the China export-import numbers. And also U.S. futures also traded lower. I think in the market, I think there remains great uncertainty. For instance, uh, you know, the trajectory of the economy remains uh, quite uncertain with the path of, uh, you know, global inflation and also the Fed increasing uh, interest rates by mm. about 25 basis points to 5.25% on the upper bound. I think that is continuing to weigh on markets, even though the Fed's tone has already changed and right now markets are actually pricing in rather aggressive uh, rate cuts in the second half. I think that the ongoing banking crisis, uh, recessionary issues, I think there continue to remain a lot of uncertainty. Um, we, I think we continue to stay in the higher for longer camp mm. uh, with, with regards to the Fed fund okay. rates. Yeah. I think jobs data continue to remain very resilient mm. and the core inflation number are still not coming off enough. That will continue to place uncertainty on markets going forward. Mm. Jeremy, uh, sticking with the local markets, uh, when it comes to the biggest movers uh, today on the STI, any surprises there? Any thoughts on the sectors that they lie in, perhaps? Well, if you look at the key underperformance across STI, I think particularly we have seen weakness mm. in the financial sectors. We have seen uh, DBF shares falling by about 0.8% versus uh, that of the STI falling by about 0.45%. So I think the recent U.S. banking failures in the West continue to add to the negative sentiment of banks. I think traditionally, uh, if you look, uh, if we are entering into a recessionary environment, banks being a cyclical sector, I think, should continue to underperform uh, as interest rate expectations starts coming down and also credit risk starts rising. And on a separate note, I think, uh, you know, MAS continue to impose a stricter re- regulatory uh, capital base on DBS. I think that has also been weighing down the share price. 
And Jeremy, today we have SIA Engineering Company uh, reporting there a 20.4% year-on-year drop in net profits to around $33.9 million for second half year ended March. Any clues we can get on the state of the aviation industry? Well, if you look at the overall aviation industry across the world and even in Singapore, I think uh, it continues to remain quite resilient and in fact very strong with the backdrop of a recovery of uh, tourism. SIA Engineering's Revenue actually rose by 43% mm. with, uh, due to the increase in demand of aircraft maintenance and overhaul services. I think this is in line with the overall normalization of the pre-pandemic tourism trends that we are seeing with the overall global reopening and especially yeah. China's reopening uh, in January. So we believe this negative print in terms of the net profit, I think it's really attributed uh, to the stock specific sector for SIA engineering that saw uh, actually expenditure actually growing by about 40% as well with regards to higher manpower costs and also material costs. However, this doesn't take away the positive view that we have mm. uh, of the overall tourism sector with tourism in Singapore set to double by about 12 million, uh, to about 12 million visitors uh, this year. Mm. Jeremy, let's uh, take a look at the headlines. Uh, one of my favorite things to do uh, news-wise, we're looking at China and how their imports contracted sharply in April. Exports grew at a slower pace. Inbound shipments down by, what, 7.9% on a yearly basis. Exports grew by 8.5% after an unexpected 14.8% surge in March. Okay, I mean, I want to ask, should we be concerned about the drop in imports, China's role to, you know, take up slack in a time where other major economies are facing Facing risks of a recession, but we're talking about China here. Do we really need to be worried? Yes, uh, I think with the overall reopening that was definitely coming into the start of the year, some uh, positive or uh, positive view about China being able to take up that slack. But however, uh, you have seen that that level of uncertainty starting to creep in right now with the Chinese economy not growing uh, as expected or as fast as what the economy or the market actually expects. Uh, right now, China economy um, still is being plagued with high unemployment, especially with the youths. Uh, property sector continues to remain weak. That accounts for about one quarter of our overall GDP. That means that the China government will have to continue to stimulate the economy even further with even more targeted measures with regards to unemployment, to the uh, SOEs and also uh, towards the overall property sector to, over- to actually stimulate growth. I think without a doubt, we are seeing China coming in uh, this year in a disinflationary stage mm. uh, state of the economy. And I think that will probably see a higher chance of monetary policy easing for this year. Mm. And if you look at the overall trade growth right now uh, for the world, uh, this year is expected to grow by only about 1.7% according, according to uh, the World Trade Organization right. versus uh, 2.7%. So mm. there's definitely a risk to the overall trade in the overall uh, global system. Uh, and the risk factors continue to remain in, in terms of our geopolitics, inflation, and the continuous tightening measures of the global central banks. Mm, and since you mentioned about you know stimulus within China, traders continue to bet on more policy support for state-run firms to aid China's recovery. That has led to a rally in Chinese financial stocks spreading to brokerages and even filmmakers. Do you think investors are overly optimistic because some of the shares hit the 10% trading limit already? Yes, I think we will continue to advise investors to stick to fundamentals. I think in this case, uh, investors will probably be overly optimistic again uh, with the SOE team that has 
traditionally been quite risky in our view uh, because mm. of the weaker balance sheet and also, uh, you know, poorer profitability of valuation uh, with regards to some of these uh, uh, sectors uh, in the telecommunications sectors, infrastructure or petrochemical sectors. Uh, I think the news came about with uh, China really trying to speed up the pace of uh, or even deepen the reform of SOE sector. Mm. Um, and the recent uh, increase in share price was really uh, due to the lower valuations and also the improving ROE with regards to higher dividend payout of these mm. SOE sectors. Uh, however, we don't think that this is still a, a very uh, long-term secular play in our view. And from China, let's turn our attention to the U.S. January. A Federal Reserve Survey of Bank Loan Officers suggests that credit conditions for U.S. business and households continued tightening in the first months of the year. Uh, but this seems more like a reflection of the Fed's monetary tightening rather than a cliff-like decline in credit that some uh, people have feared. So take us through, can we take heart in the survey results? Yes, I think um, definitely it's uh, coming from both fronts. Uh, with regards to the recent bank run, we have seen you know Silicon Valley Bank, uh, First Republic Bank, Signature Bank failures. That will definitely result in a tightening of uh, credit policy of banks with regards to lending to SME and households. At this juncture, I think it's very important for banks to really conserve capital and mm. really uh, bring up the buffer in terms of their liquidity to meet this kind of uh, short-term liquidity needs. Um, I think overall, with the uh, interest rate also rising sharply, I think that has also caused demand uh, of credit to actually fall mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And meanwhile, uh, just one quick one before we let you go, Jeremy. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is reportedly reaching out to U.S. businesses and financial leaders to warn them about the consequences of a U.S. default on its debt. Now, the purpose was not spelled out specifically, but uh, guesses are that it could be to pressure Republicans to raise the debt ceiling. So will we reach a conclusion on Tuesday? Well, I think there could be a few scenarios that can actually happen. I think the best case scenario that everyone or the market is actually hoping and it's also our best case scenario is that, uh, you know, the debt ceiling crisis will eventually be solved with that debt ceiling be, uh, being raised as with uh, hist- uh, history. However, I think uh, there could be more uh, contest within, uh, you know, the Congress to actually come to agreement whether the debt ceiling will be raised with conditions or mm-hmm. whether there will be a temporary debt ceiling increase. And I think lastly, uh, we should not also rule out, although I think it's very unlikely that, mm. uh, you know, the, the Congress or the uh, Republicans and Democrats could not come to an agreement. And that will result in the U.S. government running out of money as soon as June. Yeah. And that will actually result in an overall default of the U.S. government. And that could actually pose an even greater risk uh, currently as we are facing a lot of U.S. bank runs and U.S. bank failures. Uh, with this uh, higher credit costs uh, that mm. can happen, especially with a sovereign country like the US. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeremy, for the insights. That was Jeremy Tan, CEO of Tiger Fund Management. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.